Yes, yes, yes. Happy Friday, everybody. Party people in the house. Welcome. You're listening to The Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. We're coming at you live from Brooklyn, New York. I'm hanging in my restaurant, Della, right now. Uh, we're in the Zoom sphere still. Uh, haven't made it back into the studio, but one day, one day we'll get back to the studio. The beauty of this and this scenario is that I get to bring on guests from all over. So far, we've done North America. I haven't gone international yet, but we're this close. Uh, today, my guest is a connection I made recently on Twitter. We've kind of been off and on each other's radars, like passing ships in the night. But uh, my guest last week, Tea with Mike, Tea with Mike, thank you, uh, connected us. Um, and and here we are today. So that's kind of the uh, the beauty, the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is that uh, connections have been made. You adjust, you modify, and you find a, a lot of other really great things uh, in that process. So before I bring my guest on, the message of the week. This is something he tweeted earlier today. Sorry, you're going to have to back me up, man. I didn't get time to transcribe the uh, the second one. So the first one, he said this morning, it kind of instigated uh, some thought process. And it's every million dollar company started with a million dollar idea. With that, we're going to mash it up with Isaac Mashman of Mashman Ventures. Welcome to the show, Isaac. How are you today? Man, I'm doing great. It's an honor to be on. How are you doing, Jeremiah? Thank you. Thank you. So since I blew the the real quote, why don't you? Do you remember what it was? I don't. I don't, I don't have Twitter open right now. Do you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, "Let's do um, this instead." <laughs> well, I, mean, first, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, the, sure." And then like I'm, I'm like running around doing crazy stuff in the restaurant, and I was like, ah, "I didn't get to it." Man, I I completely understand. Now the first quote was good, but I feel like it it, it can almost be overused sometimes. But uh, the quote that I said was, you know, people get too big to do the small things, and they wonder why they don't get the big results. Yeah, um, and that's another. That's really a testament, point. you know. But, you know, I think the first one, even though it might, you might feel like it's kind of unoriginal, um, you know, I, some, like I want, I want people to get a little backstory on you too, because you're, you're a pretty young dude and, and you're coming in just looking through your, like through your social media, you, you've got, you've got some big ideas. You're going, you're going at it hard. Um, and, and I think it's a, it's a great way to preface the show either way, you know? Um, so with that, why don't you tell everybody a little about yourself? You're, you're a Florida native. Is that correct? Yeah, born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, you know, I was raised with the entire mentality of, you know, go to school, get good grades, get a good job. Um, and a lot of times, you know, people told me what to do up to the point of college, but they never told me what to do after college. And I went through um, single mom for most of my life, eventually got remarried. But uh, I was that A plus student. You know, I'm not one of those entrepreneurs who can say that I was a D or F student. Like I literally went my entire childhood um, you know, with the aspirations of going to college, although I didn't know what I was going to college for. Um, and then my senior year in high school, I was going through some, you know, crazy times. And looking back, I realized that I've kind of stumbled into entrepreneurship and viewed it as my therapy, um, got started in business as a senior, uh, didn't legally start my business until earlier this year in 2020. But over the past couple of years, I got in, out, in and out of the industries of network marketing, um, wanted to do a record label, uh, started with a clothing line and a whole bunch of different uh, you know, avenues and niches and, and you know, fields. Um, and then I, I launched my company, Mashman Ventures, earlier on uh, 2020. And and the backbone of that is really has to do with branding, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I started Mashman Ventures to combine, like to, to basically help out with my personal brand. Um, mm -hmm. That was like the big thing. You know, if I wanted to write a book, I want to be able to self-publish it. Uh, if I do speaking engagements, you know, th there are tax benefits that come with starting a business that a lot of people don't realize. Um, but the backbone of it from like a company standpoint of like marketing is is personal branding. Which is huge. And that's something I definitely wanted to talk about because that, I was like, it, for me, it was, it was the opposite. I was like high school dropout, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, selling weed. <laughs> like, it's funny because right. uh, when I first started this show, um, the executive producer, Sam, interviewed me. And he was asking me, he was like, so when did you, when was your first, like, what was your first hustle? What was the first thing you did? And he was like, we were, for me, it was selling candy. And I thought back and I was like, oh yeah, we sold, <laughs> we sold nickel bags in eighth grade. I guess that was the beginning of it. And, and, and for me, you know, it, like the word entrepreneur wasn't a, a thing growing up, you know, right. you were just like a business guy or you weren't. And I remember mm -hmm. the first time somebody called me that it was like 10 years ago. And I was in the midst of like opening a bunch of businesses and they're like, Oh, you're just a regular entrepreneur. And I was like, are you insulting? What me? is that? What, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I've interviewed a couple of times a lady, she's a, a neighbor friend of mine and uh, she's got an MBA from uh, NYU. And I, I asked her like, is, did they even, is it a part of like business curriculum? And she said, you know, they're just now starting to introduce it, you know, and like the idea of entrepreneurship and, um, and, and catering classes around it, which I think mm -hmm. are 
you know, it's kind of like studying jazz in college, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it's, like, it's interesting that it's like one, one to be able to talk about that, man. That's a, that's an aura of transparency. Salute. Uh, you know, you've come a long way. I can tell, <laughs> um, no, but it, it's, oh, come on, man, give yourself credit. Um, but no, I, I think that it's interesting though, that entrepreneurship is being introduced to the curriculum, but at the same time, I don't think that there's anything that can benefit a person more than just going out and experiencing those things. You know, I think we can agree on that. And, and to your point about college too, like I actually, I, you know, I dropped out of two high schools. I, I worked my ass off for a couple of years and then uh, eventually ended up going to a four-year university and, and ultimately getting a master's degree, but it was all in music and music performance. Yeah, that's, I grew up as a musician. Yeah, I know, right? The, okay. the, the, the stream meanders, bro, big time. But um, yeah, music, music was my, my passion uh, as a kid. Uh, my mom's a musician as well. And she had gone back to get her master's degree. And I was like 20 mm-hmm. years old, running like a reggae band, playing gigs at night and doing like construction and lawn care during the day. And she was like, Jeez. you should check this out. And I was like, dude, I don't have a degree. And she was like, I think we can work this out. And she knew somebody in the administration and they mm-hmm. like, helped me out. Um, so I did two performance degrees and I was a freelancer. I just wanted to play. That was it. I just wanted to play and make okay. music and do nothing more. And then you, it's funny, you get in there and you realize, oh shit, there's like a huge business component to this. And it kind of right. jaded me at first, but I'd also spent uh, equally as much time in the food and culinary scene. Um, and, and hence the reason why I have a restaurant today. Um, and and I, it's funny because I knew that's a very creative outlet too. And I knew that the business was intertwined because it was like business first and then you get, you know, mm-hmm. you get to make the stuff because you have a storefront, you know, so you always have to put the business to the forefront. Now it's all come full circle and I appreciate it all. But like, I definitely like quit music because I was like, this is a bunch of business bullshit. It's sucking my heart out, <laughs> you know. Well, well that's was, the thing, man. Music industry is a, a one a dirty business. Yeah, uh, by a lot of by a lot of different avenues. Um, I mean, it's a great business. Don't get me wrong, but right. dude, if if it's taken away that creative side of you and kind of becoming more of a chore than an actual passion, then that kind of defeats yeah. the entire purpose of doing it. Well, and the, and the, the, the point was, and I, and I etched this out in the restaurant industry, uh, was you, you have to just like be yourself. You have to work harder. Like you were talking about being niche, you know, like anytime you are my restaurant, if you saw it, it's just like as niche as it gets, it's just like it, off the, off the, you know, the, the, it's not mainstream. And so we've had to work extra hard to really develop a culture around it and follow mm-hmm. it, but we've done it, you know, and, uh, it, but it just, it just means more work. And, and I, I just threw in the towel on certain things earlier. Yeah, it's, they're not done. It's not over. But to your point again, um, you know, a lot of people have come to me now that I'm, you know, established and I've got businesses and I, I still have a music studio and I still publish and produce mm-hmm. things. So my friends who've got kids that are like heading into, into college or high school, they're like, oh, should Billy go to school for music? And I'm like, no. Should Billy go no. to school for cooking? I'm like, no, Billy should get his ass out on the street, go into a restaurant, get into the clubs. I mean, you can't get into clubs right now, but but it'll come back. But like post COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, it's all gonna snap back. But it's like they, you need to grind, and you can make money. Especially like the restaurant industry is so indicative of this. You can make money while getting the best education possible versus paying 120 grand for a two year associate's degree, and then you get put in a restaurant. You don't know what to do. I mean, it's interesting exactly. that. You know, uh, schools like the Culinary Institute here in New York, they used to have a mandatory two year um, in, the, in the field work requirement before you could apply. So you, you had to be, you know, you had to have worked in a restaurant. It, it didn't matter. It could have been an ice cream store, you know, but you had to have two mm-hmm. years experience before they would let you apply to the school. And they got rid of that. And I worked for this chef years ago who, who was an alumni from there. And he had a you know, an apprenticeship thing. And he, they would send mm-hmm. us these kids in the summer and he would be like, you know, if they can't hack it, get rid of them. And I'd fill them all out by afternoon. <laughs> like they come in the morning and by afternoon, you're like, where'd they go? And like, they were terrible. They didn't know how to work, but they just paid all yeah. this money for a degree. It's crap, man. So you did not go to college, I'm assuming, or did you, did you do any classes? No, you didn't, you know, while I was in high school, I was taking, you know, advanced placement courses, mm-hmm. that stereotypical route, um, you know, I had college credits and, you know, I could have got a four ride scholarship in Florida. They have a fantastic program that's paid for by the lottery. Um, can't even remember what it's called. Anyways, that the scholarship fund, like I could have taken the SAT one more time, got additional 10 points, got a four ride scholarship. Um, I got accepted to Florida state and a couple other colleges, but towards the end, man, you know, and this is when I first got introduced to, to network marketing. I saw these 20 year olds, 21 year olds making $10,000 a month and coming from, you know, a, a family that a lot of my issues were caused because of the lack of money. Um, or arguably the lack of the mindset to get that money. 
I was like, you know what, why am I going to go to college for a marketing degree? Possibly like I didn't really even know what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I was not one of those kids who's like, I have a passion for engineering. I have a passion for this. I have a, mm-hmm. you know, like I know I'm set. And so, you know, I remember telling my guidance counselor, I'm like, I'm not going to college. And he's like, what, what, what do you mean not going to college? You know? <laughs> um, and man, you know, there've been a couple of times where I, I haven't really regretted that decision, but I've looked back and I'm like, man, I've sacrificed so much. Like I got to make this work. Um, well, so now college, colleges wasn't the route. Yeah, but that's great because that's where that's really the real strength comes from. Like when you, you know, when you enter the dark woods and you're just like, I'm going to get to the other side. Right. The, the people that get to the other side and, and right now is, is so telling of that as well. Like all these people who started in their business when the market mm-hmm. was at its peak and you could kind of pull off whatever you wanted. I mean, literally, they were like, <laughs> you know, in New York City, there were like unicorn stores on every corner. And I'm like what the fuck is this? Like, where are we going with this? Right. And they're all all gone now. (laughs) It's just like, so if you started then, yeah, you could, you know, you could literally like polish turds and make money off of it. But now it's like the people that, that survive this, the people that get out of the woods, they're like the true, the true samurai, the business samurai. I'm really into martial arts. So I tie that into, uh, into business. And I think the two, Mm -hmm. they, they, they're, they're parallel. Uh, journeys and universes. So every now and then I'll make a silly samurai or nah, martial not, arts. Not silly. I, <laughs> I think that there, you know, there, there's a beautiful thing about that though, because with martial arts, something I want to get involved with is like Krav Maga eventually. Yes. Once, you know, find a find a good trainer, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just the overall mindset and the aspect of of being a part of that and and growing and hitting new levels and hitting new peaks. I think that that's that's not cheesy yeah. or cliche at all. Start, no, no, it's like not. It. It's not cliche. I just make it silly sometimes. You should start with jujitsu. Jujitsu is like the foundation, and then really? add some Krav. Yeah, start with jujitsu. Mindset wise, I mean, jujitsu is like the most intellectual, I think, of all of the uh, martial arts. Um, so you get that as a, a foundation. But you know, it's a, it's a specific type of movement. Mm-hmm. So you want to add some other things to it. So like Krav Maga would be mm-hmm. good. Muay Thai. I do a little capoeira as well. Um, but always with jujitsu as like the cornerstone because it's just human chess. It's like smoke and mirrors, and like it's it's well played. And then. You know, like I was when when the schools were open, I would train five, six days a week. And there was always like a message every class, you know, the, the professor would that. get up and 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 what he was saying applied exactly to like what I had to do as soon as mm-hmm. I left. Like I usually had to go to work and it was like, oh, yeah, that's that thing. And it just like plug right plug right into uh, to the mindset. And it's phenomenal. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I put out on social media is stuff that I learned from from mm-hmm. jujitsu, not from business, not from like you know, working so hard and being so introspective. I had, you know, someone had to feed it to me, but it's, it's great stuff. So when you see those quotes, it's not me. I'm just passing. Yeah. I see them on occasion. I I see a video getting tackled on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, we do that. We do that. That's just, you know, that's just the visual eye candy. And and also, you know, you get to see some silliness. You're just like, Oh wow. That guy just got through across the room, (laughs) you know, no, that adds to the character side of things. I like it, man. Well, it does. And, and I believe in, in when you're promoting, and we'll, we'll talk about this, we're going to take a break in a minute, but I'd like to delve into that more, the idea of the personal brand and like really being yourself and being, not being afraid to be multifaceted and put out there like what you really have going on in your life. Because it's like, I'm a business owner. And, and for me, it's, it's great because I'm, I'm in a, you know, in a high traffic area, you know, high concentration. Um, it's a great community. You know, I live on the same block that my businesses are on and all the people, most of the other business owners here do too. So you're, you're intertwined. Yeah, it really is. You're intertwined in this like physical community and people get to see everything about you. Like you, you parent publicly. Like they see me like beating my kid's ass on the street and they're like, you know, you know, everything about you. And it's like, I I came to the social media game pretty late Mm -hmm. and, and that was just, I heard that right away. Kind of like, just be yourself, you know, put everything up. Don't be, don't be, don't hesitate. And I was like, all right, let's let's see if there's something. And I just think back, like if all I was doing was like, hey, I have a radio show. I have a radio show. I have a radio show. Like people would be like, yeah, no, I don't nobody cares. Nah. But they're like, wow, I just saw that guy get thrown. That's <laughs> the guy with the right. radio show. Look, he just went flying across the room, you know? Right. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's human. And and I always like to rope that in too. And, and like with the guests too, like be as human as possible. I want to hear your story, mm. you know, where you come from so that somebody that's listening there could be a kid right now that's like 17 years old that's like right behind where you're at and like can i do this and like oh man isaac just said he you know he came from that it's very similar and boom away they go 
you know, and, and that's a deeper reason to, to why I do it. You know, obviously, you know, growing up and seeing the lack of, of money, money was an influence. And that was kind of something that, that kind of sparked my journey. But deeper than that, it's like, do I have somebody who's watching me like that big brother yeah. approach? Like I, I was a single child, um, you know, and I didn't have siblings. I mean, I had step siblings and stuff, but there is an age gap. And so if I had like an older brother who I could have like learned from or viewed as my mentor, I think that's that's a really powerful thing. And I think that behind everybody, man, if you, if you could find a mentor, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've talked to younger kids before and I'll give them the straight up approach. Like their parents might not like the approach because the parent could be like, go to college. And I would say, don't right. go to college. Right. But at the same time, it's, you know, coming from the heart. You know, I don't have to worry about mixed, you know, emo- not mixed. Uh, yeah. Mixed emotions. I don't have to worry about, you know, um, being cautious about what I say because it's like it's real. It's authentic. Sure. Um, and, and I don't like to use the word authenticity uh, too much just because I feel like that's what everybody says now. Um, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get into that after the yeah. break. I don't want to get into like a big segment. And then yeah, let's do it. Let's take a quick break. Like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Save, save it. Save it for, the, for the, the sucker punch. All right, everybody. We'll be right back. Hang tight. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. Again, I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Today, we're zooming to... Are we in Florida today, Isaac? No, I am in Arkansas. Arkansas? Okay. (laughs) Of all places, right? Of of all places. Of all places. So we're talking to Isaac Moshman. He's the founder of Moshman Ventures, uh, and he is in Arkansas. What part of Arkansas are you in? I am in a town called Conway. It's, uh, let's see, it's a little bit north of Little Rock, the state capital. So... And yeah. what brought you to Arkansas from from Florida? A girl. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, it was um, you know, I'm from the Jacksonville, ones. Florida. Flew to California. I was living in and out of California for about 10, 10 months give or take. Started talking to this girl that I met through Twitter ironically, and uh, you know, we were talking for about 4 months and I ended up flying out to her and then we decided to get an apartment together and here I am. So, awesome. Yeah, no. Most I chased a, things. I chased a girl in New York and uh, here we are. Been twenty. Where are you 20, from originally? 20. Nashville, Tennessee. Really? Yeah, I grew up. I grew up in the South. Uh, I lived in the South until I was twenty-two, I think. But I, okay. I the last few years I was there, I spent probably half the time in New York, uh, bouncing back and forth because of a girl and uh, beautiful yeah. state. 
Yeah, no, it's great. City. It's fantastic. Um, I, I, I'm East Coast through and through. Uh, just love the East okay. Coast. I lived, I, I was born and raised in Nashville, but I lived along the coast for mm-hmm. most of my life. Uh, went to school in Buffalo. It's too cold, way too cold. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do that. Fun for like a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is a nice uh, New York City, especially it's a nice happy medium because you're right on the coast. It never gets cold for very long. You know, it does for a little mm-hmm. bit. It's like we had a cold snap a few days ago and now it's like 60 degrees. And I'm like, it's December. Love it. Bring it on. So, right. Yeah. Um, cool. So Florida, California, Arkansas, we were talking about authenticity buzzword <clears throat> for the day. Um, and you know, it's funny to me. It's like, so you know, I grew up in the eighties and nineties. And I mentioned earlier, like in, in high school, I was like running this reggae band. I was the drummer, but I was also managing the band and like doing all the booking and everything. Mm-hmm. But like all the, you know, they, it was like a roots reggae band and all the dudes were like West Indian, like older guys, like the, the, the lead singer was my dad's age. It was pretty funny. Um, but their whole thing was, you know, just being like true to yourself. And, you know, these great like values that I learned then pre social media, pre internet, all that stuff. And, you know, again, being a latecomer to the game, I've just got into the social media scene and within the last couple of years. And there's like all these buzzwords. And I'm like, you guys need to go listen to some roots reggae, <laughs> you know, because they just say it in the most honest way. But it was kind of embedded in me. So when, you know, I was talking to a guy, he's like a, a, a social media marketer when I first started all this stuff, like the show and beefing up things for um for my businesses. And I was like, man, I don't know shit about this. Like, and he was like, that's kind of beautiful. He's like, cause you're going to come in. He's like, you're a real dude. You're going to come in fresh and maybe it'll yeah. be, maybe it'll be a good thing, a good voice. And I was like, Oh, okay. I could do that. So what's your, like, y- you know, you started to talk about it, your sentiments around authenticity, but also just like being yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, actually through social media and, and personal branding. Mm-hmm. I think that one what the conversations that people have in private are now brought to the public view through social media. It's like social media at its core is just a a way for us to interact with other people who are just like us in different places. Like you have a life and we have a lot of similarities in our own individual life. We wake up in the morning, probably drink coffee. We do whatever else we we do. And it's like, we don't realize that pre social media, right? I was born and raised in the internet era. Um, so I, I don't have the luxury of saying that, you know, I saw it come in and saw the changes and the evolution, but just in the past five years, I've seen the evolution of technology and social media mm-hmm. and it grow, you know, a couple of years ago, TikTok didn't exist and now it is. And it's yeah. like, bam. Um, but I don't think people realize that it's just like, we're normal people having normal conversations, but certain words can kind of become overused or overplayed out. But, um, I think that the, the message still stands the same of like the importance behind it. But at the same time, people don't break down what it really means to be authentic or what it really means to be this person, be this individual. And when I first got involved with all of this, man, I, I took to Gary Vee. And I feel like even saying that makes me feel makes me like just, it, it kind of makes little, me cringe. Little cringy. I love Gary. <laughs> I love Gary. But at the same time, he wasn't the first person who I saw because I, I always had those entrepreneurial tendencies. But I saw him and I saw his message and I kind of reverse engineered his brand. And the one thing that he always talks about is be authentic, be yourself. And what I did is I took to that whole hustle mentality, entrepreneur mentality. And it's taken me a while to finally figure out that like, hey, like I can be myself without having to take to any specific message, but the message that I want to create and the Mm -hmm. message that I feel the most, you know, um, driven to talk about. And it's, it's really, man, about being it is about being yourself. Yeah. Like, like I'm trying to break down something that's so simple, but I feel like people overthink it and overcomplicate it. It's, it's as simple as taking a picture of, you know, you going and, and practicing martial arts or me taking a picture of my office or me drinking coffee or the coffee maker going. But what that ties into and a little bit of value when it comes to personal branding is by posting these different aspects of your life, you know, you're not trying to be, a, unless you're trying to be like a lifestyle vlogger or influencer, it's, there's a balance to things, but by taking different aspects of your life and putting them out there for the world to see, you're enabling different levels of connection because somebody else could be a huge coffee drinker. I'll use the example, right? Tea with Mike. I love that kid. Um, (laughs) He's, he's built an entire community based around people who drink tea is something that's so simple yet. So like intimate and like you have that emotional connection with him because he he drinks tea and because you drink tea you're going to support him and it's the same thing with posting a video of you doing martial arts you're going to attract certain people who might have an interest in martial arts or if i wanted to get started i know that i could come to you to find out hey where do i start what's the what's the thing to look for in a good instructor 
Um, and man, I just think that not overthinking it is, is a person's best friend. Yeah, I, that's the best advice I've gotten. And it's funny because even, you know, I would tell myself that I wasn't overthinking. And, you know, you sit down with somebody that really like is good at this and they're, you know, they're kind of picking apart at your process. And then they're right. like, you're overthinking it. And I'm like, no, no. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. You are overthinking it. <laughs> like it happened you said you're not overthinking it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you say you're not exactly. overthinking it, which means you're overthinking it. <laughs> that is often the case. But it, it was, it's really been the best advice. And it's funny. It's definitely like peeling those parts of the, uh, you know, those layers of the onion away to kind yeah. of get at the core. And, you know, it's happened twice, I'd say, in the last, like, four months just meeting with people that are like really good at it and, and, right. you know, them exposing a little thing and me being like, Oh, okay. And then I get to work and then it's like, wow, there really is some candy at the bottom of this jar. You know, it's been, mm-hmm. it's been great. I mean, I've enjoyed it, but it's definitely like, I got to call the, I got to call the kids, you know, <laughs> I got to call the, you know, somebody in their twenties because like people my age and it's very interesting for me and, you know, business owners just slightly older than me, just a little bit, like a few years. Um, they're even like, farther in the dark i feel like you know Mm -hmm. i caught like the tail end of it uh and there's a little bit of hope i think because i just act immature most of the time so i can like 24 year olds relate to me um (laughs) but like you're young at heart i'm yeah very young at heart my kids are like oh my god dad will you grow up please but um and and something similar you know i mentioned it earlier i you know connecting with people through social media like i started basically with the radio show like sam was like hey you know, same thing. I, you know, it's funny. I got into Gary Vee uh, back. I, I was in wine sales for a long time. So back in like 2007, when he was doing wine library TV, someone was like, oh, okay, check this guy out. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I loved him. His, his approach to, to selling wine and, and uh, just like describing wine, I thought was fantastic. And then, you know, watched his shows for like six months. And then that was it. Like nothing. Ten years go by. I'm just like working. No social media. No YouTube. Blah, 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 blah. And someone sends me another video. I'm like, check this guy out. And I'm like, oh, I know him. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> He's not selling wine anymore. <laughs> right. It was, it was pretty interesting. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? But the idea of like just doing a show, creating a personal brand for all. Because I'm involved in so many things. Like having that as an umbrella was eye-opening for me. And literally... I, I meet Sam through a, another show and he's like, do you want to start a show? And I was like, Oh, I heard this was a good idea. So I hopped in, you know, basically on social media in, in relationship to the show. Mm-hmm. And, and again, just pumping that out and nothing. It was like crickets. And I started posting like workout videos. Cause I saw some guys, you know, connected mm-hmm. with them. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, you have a show. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Oh my God, your show's great. And I'm like, Oh, that's, <laughs> that's how it works. You got to just put like these little trailer crumbs, you know, yeah. to get to, and, and like make, make serious connections. Like really like support people and like tea with Mike. He's a great example. You know, the kid is like, he just really like, uh, supports other people in the community, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, uh, uh, do you know, uh, Damon Johnson too? Yeah. That's the, uh, DJ Realty. founder. What's that? No, DJ Realty. No. Okay, uh, no, I do not. Uh, you got to check him out. Another guy, T with Mike. He's been on. He okay. was on a show just uh, maybe like four weeks ago. Another guy okay. that's just really great about that. Where like, if uh, you know, if you befriend him, he's gonna pump you out to everybody, and that's just like, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, those are the best you know? relationships, man. And yeah. you mentioned Damon Johnson. I, I immediately went to Damon John, the the shark from. Shark oh yeah, yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah, no. That, that's who I immediately thought of. I was like, okay, I'm not in those circles yet. I know, I know, I seem. <laughs> I know I seem, we're, you know, <laughs> we're working that we're working to get there. Right. Um, we're the no, modified no, version. <laughs> oh man. I think that that's the, Oh man. Uh, I'm going to take a drink of coffee real quick. Yeah. 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 We're going to take another break. So take, take, take two <laughs> drinks. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll, we'll, all right, everybody hang tight. We'll be back in just a few. You're listening to talk radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. 
You know you have it, the potential for a more rewarding life, a life that matters. But how do you get there? The answer is in a best-selling book by the coach of the successful and wealthy, Ken D. Foster. The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Awaken Your Hidden Genius and Transform Your Life. With this powerful yet amazingly simple daily guide, your future is in your hands. You will be empowered to unlock your potential, bring out your true gifts, increase your wealth, and take your life and business to a new level. Get your life-transforming copy of Ken D. Foster's The Courage to Change Everything by going to couragetochange.us. That's couragetochange.us. Quite frankly, there's no other book like this. Imagine what your life could be like if you had at your fingertips the success principles to create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready to live your dream? Go to couragetochange.us. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So Now You Know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Right, folks, we're bringing it back to you hot. We're here with Isaac Mashman in uh, somewhere, Arizona. <laughs> I forgot where. Arkansas, my man. Arkansas. <laughs> Even a more random place. <laughs> I'm on fire today, man. I'm on fire. I just had like four people come through the door, like trying to do some business, and I had to shoo them all the way. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's great. It's better than the opposite. It's better than this is true. Coming through the this door. is true. Like, it's funny balancing true. like the stressors. It's like, Oh my God, all these people. And it's like, when your phone's not ringing, you're like, fuck, I'll take or what's it. The, what's worse is when you're on a call and you have another person trying to talk to you and another person walks in the door and man, but Hey, I would rather that than just crickets. silence. Yeah, chirp, exactly. Chirp, chirp. So we, we've discussed <clears throat> a little bit about personal brand and we've just kind of, were talking at the, on the mm-hmm. last segment about, you know, that being like the umbrella for, you know, whatever else you kind of got going on, what else do you got going on? What is the ideology for you behind creating the personal brand? You mentioned a couple things like interest in clothing line, interest in music production. What are, what are some of the aspirations that you have? And then, you know, the idea for you to uh, provide this kind of service for, for somebody else. Cause that's at the, the cornerstone of what your, what your company does. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so going into my senior year, you know, I saw other people doing a clothing line. And up until that point, I had those mm-hmm. entrepreneurial tendencies to where, you know, I was trying to, I, I would take pins apart and I'll put the pins back together and I'll turn them into like pin guns. And I would try to get like, I had a catalog of pins at one point. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I did a lawn business, you know, I passed out flyers in an entire neighborhood at one point. Um, I had a trailer that would, that was attached to my bike. I haven't, I don't even think I've talked about this. I think I've maybe talked about this once, but I had a trailer and I put a lawnmower on the back of the trailer that we got from Harbor Freight and I was on a bike and I would just bike through the neighborhood with that, yeah. with that lawnmower, you know? Um, and so I had those, those tendencies and I wanted to do a clothing line, um, based around that whole hustle mentality. Um, I cringe looking back, but, uh, you know, I, I made $50 online and I never touched one piece of clothing. And I had like a, it was a low profit margin, but I made like $5 per t-shirt sale. And I'm like, mm. that was kind of the, the spark of my personal brand. But I recognize this building up a brand is difficult for a company, for a restaurant, for example, but building up a brand based around who you are, you don't have to overthink it. You don't have to think about everything. I mean, there are a lot of different avenues and aspects to it, but getting into network marketing, I saw the importance of, of being considered a mentor, um, being considered somebody who is a leader, who other people on your downline look it up, looked up to, and that's personal branding. Um, mm-hmm. And then so over the past couple of years, man, you know, I just went into and tried a bunch of different things. Um, I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. And I never went far into any specific area. It was more so I kind of dipped my finger in it, 
I got too lazy and I wasn't consistent. I didn't get too, too far. But what I did is I had enough experience to understand if that was going to be the thing for me or if it wasn't. I didn't like I'm, I'm grateful to say that I never had to try one thing for a full year or for three years. And that after a year and after all that time, I then realized that it wasn't for me. Like it was it was quick. Um, you know, at the beginning of this year, I started out the year doing personal branding work for musical artists. And that's why I always have an interest in hearing about people who have like a musical background because, you know, I worked with namely rappers. Um, and then I wanted to do a record label. I managed an artist out of Indiana who I never met in person. It took me four months of managing the guy to finally meet him in person. Um, and then I, I recognized that I had more of a passion for building up my personal brand and building up brands than I did for building up businesses. And I was like, well, why not combine the best of both worlds um, and start Mashman Ventures? And uh, that's pretty much the, the beginning story, the backstory of how I got started with it. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, personal personal branding at the core, I think people don't quite understand what it is. They think that you they they think that they don't have a personal brand that you it's something you create but a pers- personal branding at the core is who you are it's your name it's your background i was blessed with a very unique name like i don't i don't think there's any other isaac mashman i know some people don't have that luxury but at the core you are the only person who has your name who was born at the same exact time on that date in your place with those parents um and that adds to your personality that's your personality and people want to be associated with you for who you are uh, and there, you know, it doesn't matter if you're an artist, doesn't matter if you're a business owner, doesn't matter if you're an actor, model, any of those things, or just simply somebody who might be working for a company, your boss knows you and for, you, you know, you have a position in the company and they know you and they hired you for a specific reason. That's your personal brand. Um, and so, yeah, there, there's so many different avenues, but I don't, I'm not trying to go into a bunch of different yeah, areas. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have a question for you then about this, cause I'm, I'm working on a, a like a, a, a consultation like side project. I've I've Mm -hmm. been a business consultant for years, you know, but always just like random, you know, somebody comes to me with something. Here's what happens. People come to me all the time and ask for advice on things. And when certain companies around, they're like, you should charge for this. And I'm like, I'm a nice guy. I'm like, Oh, like it's happened. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, but I've charged like I've, you know, I've, I've, I've consulted for major restaurants and, and wine stores and, you know, done like, build outs and things like that. So then I'm, I'm getting paid, but like literally like enough business people have been around when it happened. They're like, man, you gotta like, even if it's just a little bit, like monetize yourself a little bit. So I'm, I'm in a mastermind right now. It's my first one uh, with this guy, Lance Knob. He's been on the show. He's out of New Jersey. He's great. Uh, he's a PhD in physical therapy, but same thing after like years, he always got several clinics. So he's, he's gone through the business aspect of it. And then after years of like helping people fix their bodies, he realized he could also help them fix their, you know, their lives or their businesses or whatever. So he's doing both. It's really fantastic. And it's the same, it, the same has kind of come up for me. So we're, we're at this crossroads right now in the mastermind for my particular project as like the, the, the conundrum is, do we give it a company name? Mm-hmm. you know, like whatever consulting, or is it just me as a personal brand? And it's just another component of what I do. So I started to put it out onto uh, social media, like asking questions, even through like the restaurants website and uh, social media, I've said, you know, would you rather work for a celebrity chef or at one of their restaurants? And just trying to get feedback from people. What, what's your, what's your, uh, what would be your instinct on that? I know what mine is, but I'm curious what your, 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 yeah, your well, instinct would be, would you create a company name? Or would you do like you did and create a company name that's tied to your name? To well, I think it goes down to, to your individual goals with who, who you are and what you're trying to be known as. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're at the, at the core, it's who, you know, you're trying to be known for yourself, but there are different avenues that like people are going to automatically take to you and, and know you for certain things more than they know you for other things. But if you are doing this talk show, if you're doing a restaurant and all these other, you know, side hustles and passions and projects, you're not going to be known as a coach. You're, you're going to be known as, you know, yourself, um, you, you know, creating a company based around that thing is, is great. But when you go to build a company, you have to give it characteristics. I personally tied my company name and I created it based around my last name because I'm taking the approach, you know, love him or hate him. Donald Trump is a fantastic marketer and brand. Yeah. Like he, he built up a brand based, he put Trump vodka, Trump steaks, Trump everything, Trump yeah. airlines, <laughs> you know, and, and I kind of looked at that and I was like, you know what, I could kind of do the same thing. Grant Cardone, Cardone Ventures, Cardone mm-hmm. Enterprises, because I recognize the last name has more weight than your first name. 
I was reconnecting just last night, working with people online or reconnecting with some people uh, who I knew from a couple years ago, back when I was attending church, back in Boy Scouts, back in all those different things. And I was, I could remember the first name, but the last name was what made it difficult to reconnect with them because I forgot some of their last names. And that kind of hit me, hit home. And I was like, man, you really have to make that impression. Um, but it, it goes down to the serious, how, how serious are you about doing that? Um, I think that having a personal brand and promoting it and promoting this passion project would be great. But at the same time, you don't want to over promote something and then under promote the other avenues and the other things that you're also passionate about. And so in that particular case, man, like creating a company and then using your personal brand to market it. And if you're doing it with him Mm -hmm. is good. Um, So there's so many different avenues. Like I'd have to ask you the goals, like people ask me these questions and they're like, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, well, it's, I could give you the generic answer or I could give you the answer that's like accurate. And that takes time to, to break down, you know, what are your goals with this? What are your personal goals? Or do you feel more driven to talk about this project than you are this project? You know, and it, it's, there, there, there are levels to, you know, determining what the best way of doing that would be. Yeah. And that's the, that's like the course the mastermind is on, you know, we have to fill this whole, like, it's a, like a basic one page form, but you keep adding to it mm-hmm. and it's like mission goals, yada, yada, yada. Um, and that, we're just at this point right now. And it's kind of like 50, 50, where people are like, just name it up to yourself. And people are like, make it a company. One of the things, the big uh, questions was, do you see yourself having employees in three to five years? If so, you <clears> should <throat> probably make it a company. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I really or don't you know. Just really <clears throat> build it up to where you do it based around your last name. But when, and when you're associating with your last name and with like a separate company, let's say you know, uh, your last name's Fox, right? Yeah. So let's say, I mean, name. you could do, let's just go and use Fox Ventures or something like that, which mm. wouldn't be a good name just because you have Fox News and the Fox Corporation. Like you, have to <laughs> you gotta think, be careful with you, that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you also, this is something people don't realize. It's like, I ask people what pops up when you Google yourself and yeah. people automatically think that you're a narcissist for Googling yourself. No, it's just, it's reputation mm. management. And yep. if you were to Google Fox Ventures, I guarantee Fox News and that entire thing would pop up. And so naming your naming your company based around your last name would be a bad move. Now, if you were to do Jeremiah Fox Ventures or something like that, and then have all of your other ventures underneath that one company mm-hmm. umbrella, then that might be a good move. Um, yeah, that was discussed, like creating and then but also being very uh, clear and, and legally separating everything out. So like if one got sued, right. your the, the larger entity wasn't, uh, you know, sep- dicing it up. Uh, so everybody was protected the same way you do in yeah. LLC, you know, right. It gets it gets tricky. There, it's are, complex. You know, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. I love it, though. I love it. It's it's a challenge, but I love it. And I, I'm right there with you on that. But it goes down to the, the holding company and what defines a holding company versus mm-hmm. the parent company. And then, you know, what percentages will you lose those tax benefits if your holding company is actually acting as another company? And it's just, man, there are a lot of different avenues to that. But I think that that's if it was easy, what would be the fun in it? You know, right. like Definitely. I would it's same thing with getting into shape or doing martial arts. Like you want to be challenged so you can improve and so you can look back and be satisfied and feel accomplished with how far you've come. And that's how I view this entire, you know, business yeah. area. This is how I view entrepreneurship, self-growth, all of it. Man, you're so ready for jujitsu. You got to do it. As soon as school's open back up, you got to okay. get in there. Yeah. I'll okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be talking to you after this then um, yeah. about, you know, what to look for and that. See if you can point me in the right direction. Cool. All right. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, I want to talk about your podcast. Let's do it. All right. We'll be back in just a minute, everybody. You're listening to Talk Radio. NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. 
While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. All right, everybody. Ding, ding, ding. We're going to bring in the last round of this show today. Again, we're talking to Isaac Moshman. If you're just tuning in, he's in Arkansas near Little Rock. Yes. Got it. <laughs> I always get it by the end. By the end, I'm always golden. But. Hey, that's what matters. That's what matters. <laughs> yeah. So Isaac, uh, he's got a, a, a branding company called Moshman Ventures. His last name is Moshman, but he's also got a podcast called Chase the Vision. Tell us about your podcast. Yeah, well, I, I actually launched the podcast underneath a different name back in June of 2019. It was called the Hustler's Choice Podcast. And that was before I really recognized how much I despise the whole hustle culture. Um, and <laughs> it, it was more so just because people would say things, but they didn't know what they meant. And it took me a while to really figure out what everything meant too. It was, it was a level of maturity. You know, I never came out the gate thinking that I knew everything. Um, but at the same time, I took to different avenues. But I started the podcast as that kind of, stereotypical. I'm going to talk about things pertaining to entrepreneurship and business and all this other stuff. And then I did about 17, 16 episodes um, over the course of you know the year. And then earlier this year, right when I made the transition and, and launched my company, um, because I was acting as a sole proprietor uh, and I had a company called Mashman Media. And okay. I, again, I never like legally filed anything. It was more sole proprietorship. You know, I'm going to go ahead and use the doing business name as Mashman Media, Mashman Coaching, and do everything stereotypical to, um, you know, social media. And then right around that time, that was when I transitioned out of that space. And I was like, okay, it's time to actually be that business professional and not that entrepreneur. Um, and <laughs> I decided to change the podcast over from the Hustler's Choice to Chase the Vision with Isaac Mashman. Uh, and I made that change really because I recognized that all too often in, on social media, we think that the only people that have a vision are entrepreneurs because everybody gets so stuck up in their own ways or stuck up with like, I have entrepreneur in my bio, so that makes me better than you. Or, you know, I have this grand thing to be a millionaire or a freaking billionaire. Um, and that's just, it's easy to say, you know, because yeah. we as humans get attached to the emotional side of things. And we see the people with the Lamborghini, we see the private jets, we see the glitz and the glamour, but I recognize that people have a vision that are outside of business. Um, for example, you know, you could be an artist, you know, although being a rapper, being an artist, being in music is technically business. It's not like you don't label it as a business. You label it as your musical talent. Mm. Um, you could be a model or an actress. You are a business as a person, as a personal brand, but you're not you know, you don't have your own business doing that thing. And, you know, at the core of the show is really talking about self-development and personal development. I don't want to label it as a business show because at the core of all success is personal growth at the core of all achievement. Because if I haven't grown, I wouldn't be able to have this conversation with you because I would be talking about the same things I was talking about three years ago as a high schooler. I've grown. So I'm able to elevate my conversation. I'm able to talk about new things, have discussions and, you know, learn new things. And I thought that by having a show based around that topic and based around just the, the core of talking about my experiences, talking about my knowledge. Um, I'd be able to help a lot of people along the way because, you know, you don't have to be some millionaire to be able to deliver value. Even though I'm striving to hit those levels, I recognize that a lot of people come to me for advice, whether that be relating to business or relating to, to friendships. Um, and if I could give you value and save you time, I'm, I'm all about saving time. 
um, I'm, a, I'm a naturally uh, impatient person and <laughs> I'm, I'm of the attitude of aggressive patience. And that's not my term that I coined, more, rather a mentor of mine. But if I could aggressively pursue something and recognize that it won't happen overnight, but at the same time, I'm going to go at it with all of me, then I would be able to get those results in a much shorter span of time and be able to enjoy the, the fruits of my labor for a longer period of time as well. Um, and so, yeah, man, um, 43 episodes in, um, I've kind of nice. laid off of it over the past couple, over the past month and working a lot of my company, getting different aspects of, you know, when you're starting a business, you have levels of maturity and I'm finally reaching a point to where I'm very clear on the services I'm offering. I'm clear on all those different things. And so I've been taking a, a lot of time on that, but you know, I've been, uh, really planning and trying to mastermind how I can take the show and, and grow it in 2021. Awesome. Very cool. And where does that, uh, where does that archive at? I, you could literally find the show everywhere. Um, okay. I use, I use anchor as a hosting provider mm-hmm. free shout out to them. They've been, they've been tremendous to me. Cool. Um, but now uh, you can literally find, find the show everywhere. Thank you for, for mentioning that by the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, this is, you know, this is a highlight for you for sure. You know, I always love to, you know, uh, take, take a person and, and give them, uh, give them, you know, the, the, the spotlight for a minute and before we clip before we end in a few minutes definitely want you to like let people know where they can find out about you uh even further i like that idea of aggressive patience that was my wife and i were talking about it the other day she's a you know she's part of everything but she's a she's a high school math teacher um but a lot of the you know a lot of especially the challenges they've had this year you know having somebody like me around she's always like what the fuck do i do with this she's used to being in the bureaucracy and there's just like protocols but like that shit got all thrown out the window and we were talking about it the other day and i was like you know we're talking about patience and i was like well you know you have to know when like there's a point where you just have to strike like there's no patience there's no thought process you just like boom there's the opportunity your intuition takes over Mm -hmm. but you also have to know when like when you can't do anything about it you like you just sit back like let somebody take the wheel and you kind of mentioned that where it's like you get some you time it's like whether you're you're just unplugging and you're like thinking about something else you can be thinking about your 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 plants i said i noticed that you like were posting about plants i was like ah this is awesome like if you can keep a plant alive if you can kind of focus on that for a little bit there's a testament to like your ability to keep something else going but but yeah like knowing when to just like unplug and be like nothing can really be done right now so i'm not going to obsess over it we're just going to let it go and coast versus like now it's hot. Now we got to like do something, even if it's not the best idea, like something just has to be done, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people go into business and go into any venture thinking that they're going to get the results automatically. It's like getting into shape. Everybody knows how to get a six pack. Everybody knows how to lose weight. Everybody yeah. just looks for the diet pill. And I'm sorry, but the diet pill is going to mess up with your heart, mess up with your body. and You're not going to lose weight healthily and in a healthy way. And I think that that's applicable to business and, and, you know, building up a business, building up a podcast, building up an audience of brands, um, and, and not only knowing and having the self-awareness and the understanding of when you can't do something or taking the time to figure out how you can do something, right? I'm more on solutions than I am problems. And, Mm -hmm. and for plants, man, you know, to mention about plants is I had a very difficult time. I still have a difficult time giving myself permission to feel okay with, doing something that isn't related to, to business or growth, you know, because I've, I was so programmed. I became obsessed with the thought of growth. And, you know, I have this image in my mind of who I can become and who I am becoming and, you know, what's out there. So if I'm not at that point, I have to learn to enjoy the process and understand that it will take time to get there. And so starting plants, man, was, was kind of just a random hobby. I'm looking over here because I have sweet peppers growing on the windowsill nice. um, and, and this apartment, man. So, but I, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Are you familiar with, uh, Simon Sinek and the infinite game? I am not, I'm familiar with the name, but I never really followed him. Check out the the infinite game. You know, just like everybody else, you know, take them with a grain of salt. But, um, the idea is around the infinite game. I think you'll get into that. Um, it's something I, I tuned into maybe like six months ago and it's just like, instead of like that idea of I, I just posted about this on LinkedIn too. Having a, I was had a business consultation meeting with a guy that was looking to open a restaurant and the, the idea of him building it up to sell it came up and I was like, that's great. That there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but don't think about that going in. I was like, if you want to build it to sell it, trick yourself and pretend like you're going to pass it on to your kids. Like that's how you'll extract the most out of it, you know, versus, uh, chasing numbers on a piece of paper to right. 
you know, to show some potential buyer, you know, right. um, and, and the infinite game kind of deals with that, like not mm. cashing in and out, just staying in the process, like no matter what you're doing, it's really great. I'm definitely going to check that out, man. Thank you for yeah. the recommendation. You know, I'm, I'm always, I'm big on personal development. I mean, if, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be doing the podcast. I wouldn't be doing what right. I'm doing, but, yeah. um, you know, I think that that's another thing that's important because people say, I want to make a million dollars and they think that the million, the seven, you know, the, the one with the six zeros is going to solve all their problems. But at the same time you get to that mark and it's like, what else are you building for? You know, I, I have some pretty hefty goals by the time, you know, I'm 24, 25 years old, but I was thinking about this and having a conversation with, uh, with somebody who I connected with through Facebook yesterday about this topic of, you know, so what I make this amount of money, but it's what, what's more important, the amount of money or the person and the work that I have to do in order to get to that point. And then what is, what is after that point going to look like, you know, if I make this amount of money, I can retire and do, you know, whatever I want. But at the same time, uh, I don't want to, to become stagnant because I've seen personally people who become stagnant and they just, their life gets away from them yeah. or there, there's a reason I, I use this analogy and it's kind of a morbid analogy to use, but it's, it's truthful. And I think that sometimes you have to use the stuff that doesn't sound like sunshine and rainbows to get your point across. <laughs> um, but people who retire, right. It's like 65 is the magical age of retiring. Um, and people retire. And then why does the mortality rate spike? You know, because people stop growing, they stop being active. And it's like, even at that point, you need to do something that is going to keep you growing. It's going to keep you in that process, keep you aware, keep you in the present moment of growth. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, you're straight jujitsu. You got to start. We got to wrap up though. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> oh, we'll continue right. that conversation later. Um, but where can people find out about you if, uh, if they want to connect with you? What's the best way to, yeah. to look at well, man, thank you, Jeremiah. Um, yeah, you can pleasure. literally find me everywhere at Isaac Mashman. You know, I'm, I'm in the process. I'm, I'm in the business of personal branding, so I got to be able to be found everywhere. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Do you have um, a website LinkedIn. too? Yeah, IsaacMashman.com. Been working on that a lot. Um, have some articles up there too that are that are pertaining wow. to personal branding. So awesome, beautiful. Well, thank you, man. Really awesome work. Great catching up. And again, we'll we'll continue conversation. Maybe we'll hop on like an Instagram live or something and uh, talk about jujitsu. Dude, I'd love to. Awesome. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Much love. Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader the personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So now you know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? 
Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.